Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. Timothy 3, 14 to chapter 4, verse 5. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you have learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his wisdom, his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. This ends the epistle. Please stand as you are able. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. There was a widow in the town who kept coming to him with the plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually, eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his cho chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I, will, I tell you, he will see that they get justice, and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated for the sermon hymn.
grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This is our text. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. The world begins with God speaking, speaking His Word. And through His Word, He formed and shaped the entire universe, the galaxies, the stars, the planets, me and you. And through his word, he continues to maintain and support his creation and life. For Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. The word has power. Power beyond anything we could ever imagine. Yet this word became man became one of us. Jesus, the Word made flesh. He lived with us. He spoke with us. He dined with us. He suffered for us. He died for us, rose for us, ascended into heaven for us. And today He comes to us through Word and sacrament, through preaching, teaching, Scripture, bread and wine. Jesus comes to change lives. The Word of God changes lives. He changed the life of his mother Mary and his adoptive father Joseph with an unexpected pregnancy. And yet even with all the uncertainties and anxieties of, that an unexpected pregnancy brings, and especially in Mary's day, Mary accepted God's will for her to be the mother of God. Let it be to me according to your will. One of the great, greatest statements of faith ever said, God's Word changed his disciples. It was a ragtag group that included fishermen and a tax collector and even a religious extremist. He forged these men into his apostles to bear witness that all Jesus did on earth in his ministry to the whole world. The risen Christ says to the disciples in Luke 24, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of, the, of Moses and the prophets in the Psalms must be fulfilled. St. Paul speaks about these same scriptures today. And when Paul is speaking about the scriptures to Timothy, he's not speaking about the New Testament, for the whole New Testament had yet to be written yet, uh, at the time. And Paul is also not including the heretical writings that were already floating around at the time. No, Paul was speaking about the Old Testament. The whole point of the Old Testament, according to Jesus and Paul, is to point to Jesus, to point to his work, and to equip us for every good work that God already foreordained for us to do in advance. And if what Paul says about this, this is what Paul says about the Old Testament scriptures, how much more does this apply to the New Testament scriptures where we listen and read Jesus' words right from the Gospels? where the Word of God directly comes to us through the words of Jesus, words that change lives. 
in Brazil, Senor Antonio of Minas brought, uh, bought a New Testament to take home with him to burn in a fire. And when he went home, he found out, well, the fire was out. And so he relit the fire and threw the New Testament into the fire to be burned. But the book would not burn. And so he opened the pages of the New Testament so that the flame would catch on the book and it would be easier to burn. It opened to the Sermon on the Mount. He took a brief glance at it and threw it back into the fire. But something on that page caught his eye. So he took it back out of the fire and he read the New Testament for the rest of the night. When dawn broke, he stood up and said, I believe. I believe. It shows us the power of God's word to change lives. A man goes from hating God's word to the point of wanting to burn it in a fire to loving Jesus. Jesus' words indeed changed lives, but does more than change lives, right? Jesus' words also bring comfort and strength, even in the darkest times. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has yet to overcome it. But yet also, too, it seems, though at times God is not in control of the world. I mean, even the author of Hebrews admits, at present we do not yet see everything in subjection to Jesus. Where do we go to find strength and refuge from the darkness of this world? I mean, do we turn to mindless entertainment on the TV to pass time? I mean, do we, do we turn to the bottle to escape the pains of life? Or do we just try to keep ourselves busy with work to avoid feeling lonely? Yet none of these provide the strength we need to get through the challenges of life. In fact, they cause even more problems. God's word is the only true and lasting source of strength. God's word created this whole thing, right? He created the whole universe. So Christ, through the power of his word, can carry us through all the valleys and dark places of life. I mean, this is why Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, is just so beloved, right? We know that God carries us through his word, even in the, in, through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, with all the benefits of the word that I just have spoken about, where do we go to, to, to learn about this word that gives us strength and, and, and perseverance? We have Bible studies in small groups to dig deeper into God's word. A church without a Bible study is missing an essential component of her mission. A Christian without Bible study is missing a key source of where God gives them strength. How many of St. Paul's actively participate in Bible study? And how much do we show our children God's word matters? What do we say when we drop off our children for Sunday school, but yet don't participate in Sunday morning Bible class? The Bible is only for children. The Bible is not just for children, but it is also especially for us adults as well. Adults need training in righteousness too. For as Paul says, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. So if we desire to live godly lives, we will be persecuted. This is not an option. 
you know, in the face of the assaults of the evil one of the flesh and of the world, we need to be strengthened by God's word. When we study scripture, we are driven to prayer. And prayer opens our eyes to all that God does for us in this life. By reading his word, we're reminded to commend our struggles to Jesus, for there are many in the Christian life. At the same time, we enjoy many blessings. We live in this world with such an abundant access to the scriptures that we may forget to even read our Bibles, to study, to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the scriptures. When we read God's word, God's word strengthens us, strengthens our faith. God's word reminds us who we are as God's people. We're reminded of all the promises of God in his word. And God's word strengthens our lives through the same word that created the whole universe. And when we pray and we bring our petitions to God, we're not just shooting darts into the, into the void of, and hoping to hit the jackpot of answered prayers. That's not what prayer is about. Reading God's word moves us to pray, to be thankful to God for all the blessings we have in this life, and to pray and trust that God will provide all things in this life needful for salvation. And the greatest gift of all that God gives to us in his word is life. For in reality, we are all born with an expiration date. We are all going to die. That is a fact. Yet God has given his word to us so that we will have life. He has given us Jesus so that we will be enjoined with him forever. God has given us this divine life through the waters of holy baptism, where God claimed us to be his own through Jesus, where he has washed and cleansed us. The waters of baptism are the most potent weapon against the fiery darts of the evil one. For the waters of baptism extinguish the darts through the promises that God gives to us. Through God's word, he gives us grace, grace that we did not earn or deserve. For we did not earn or deserve any of the good things we have in our current life, what more of the eternal life that we have in the Son. This is all by the power of the word of God that we find all of these promises in the Holy Scriptures. And the Holy Scriptures continue to remind us of Christ and his promises for us. But don't think that this life is going to be an easy one. And that's why we need to be constantly in God's word. Satan and the enemy are trying to constantly take that life that you have in Jesus Christ and to rob that from you. The world, the flesh, and the devil are trying to rob you of the life that you have in Jesus away from you through whatever means. Only through the word of God can we defend ourselves against the attacks of the evil one. It's not through our own power, and it's not through our own strength. We must trust in God and God alone to destroy the power of Satan and his demons. God's word is powerful. God's word changes our lives. You know, even the lives of the least likely people we could even imagine. Well, you know, the tax collector, Matthew, or the religious extremist, Simon the Zealot, or Paul, the Pharisee of Pharisees, the persecutor of the church. God changed their lives through the power of his word and brought to them the promises of Jesus Christ. God's word strengthens our lives. Being in the scriptures strengthens our faith to face all the trials and sufferings of life with purpose, knowing that just as we are united 
with Christ and his suffering and death, just as we're united there, we too are also united with Christ in his resurrection. We are united with him in life. And that this very word brings us life. The very word that created the universe and life now gives to you eternal life. He takes our sin and our brokenness and gives to you his sinless life and healing. And through and this is all through the power of the word. But thing is, here's a warning. When we begin to delete parts of God's word, when we decide that certain parts of the Bible are no longer applicable to modern life, when we narrow the word of God, when we break the scriptures, then the word of God loses all power. Not that God is all powerful, he certainly is, but when we abandon the scriptures, the scriptures lose their ability to convict sin and bring the forgiveness of sins. The word is empty of its power when we do not believe it. The scriptures are God-breathed through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Scriptures are given as the infallible, inerrant word of God that we may put our complete trust in them, that we may know for certainty that Christ was born, lived, died, and rose. And this was God's plan from the very beginning. The word of God is emptied of power once we doubt whether the Bible is God's word. You know, that great perennial question of Satan, as he said to Eve, and as he continues to say throughout the ages, did God really say? The scriptures bear witness to the word of God that our Lord Jesus Christ died and rose for us. And that we may know that with absolute certainty because the scriptures are true and they testify to the truth. Jesus, and through the scriptures, they change and strengthen our lives and give us Jesus's words. And they change us from darkness to light, from death to life. His words are eternal. They will never pass away. His promises are true. The grass withers, the power fades, but the word of the Lord endures forever. This year, we celebrate the 500th anniversary of Luther's translation of the New Testament into the language of the people. We were so richly blessed to have the Bible in our hands in a way that Christians a thousand years ago never had. Luther said in the printing of Bibles, printing is the greatest and last gift by which God promotes the spreading of the gospel. It is the last flame before the extinction of the world. The words on the page have power because our Lord gives to them power. They bear witness to our risen and ascended Lord Jesus Christ, to the gospel, to the forgiveness of all of your sins. And so let us, as a people of God, stand on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Let us stand on the word alone. Let us be reminded of our great and wonderful heritage, the word of God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the one true faith of the life everlasting. Amen.
Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.